Welcome to Traveling Culturati, where we explore cultures and share travel news, travel tips, destinations, and travel chats. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Well, hey there, fellow Culturati. Javon Harley here, your host and travel pro for Traveling Culturati. Make sure you head on over to the website, TravelingCulturati.com, and check it out. We've got some wonderful travel programs coming up that we want you to join us if you can. But you have to sign up to know where we're going. Oh, we had such a great time in Fiji and back to earth, as we say, because it was such a wonderful time. And it is May and that means that we are heading into the summer. And it is supposed to be a hot, fun in the summertime type of summer. And I'm really looking forward to that. So today, we've got some travel news for your summer travels. And we're going to tell you some places where you can go, what's trending, and some summer travel tips. And since so many of you are hitting the road, I've curated a summer road trip playlist. But this one is especially for those who are hitting the road with their tops down. They're bearing it all. (laughs) Those convertible style road trips. So stay tuned for that. We'll also have Javon's Travel Minute and the Culture Report on Jamaica. But let's get into some travel news right now. Travel trends for summer 2022 is expected to really be a boom this summer. Already people are making arrangements, hitting the road and flying over the seas, as they say. Data from Allianz Partners found that travel to Europe from the U.S. is soaring for the summer, as much as a 600% increase over last year. And that's not pre-pandemic numbers, nowhere near it actually, but we're getting there. And it's just going to mean that there's going to be a lot more people traveling this summer, obviously, than last summer. But there are some things that you're going to really need to take heed to when you're deciding where to go and what's trending. About three quarters of Americans are heading to Europe, and that's expected to spend seven days traveling with An additional 11% expected to stay for about eight days or so. So Europe is going to be pretty busy. So if you're headed there, you may want to make sure that you're getting your travel plans well in advance. If you haven't already, it might be a little late. They analyzed over 40,000 flight itineraries for trips five to eight days between Memorial Day and Labor Day. And Allianz found that London comprises of 22% of all bookings with Paris, Dublin, Reykjavik, Rome, Edinburgh, Lisbon, Athens, Barcelona, and Amsterdam making up the top 10 European destinations for the summer. Domestic travel is also expected to be strong this year. A new survey by vacation rental platform, Vacasa, found that 63% of Americans are planning to travel this summer with destinations near the water or by national parks being the most popular at 57% and 36%. It also found that three out of four travelers surveyed are going to stick to domestic travel this year. And a lot of people are hitting the road despite the high cost of gas in some. They just aren't ready to go back on flights or the prices have really skyrocketed or it's still less expensive to hit the road. 20% of travelers surveyed expect to travel for longer than a week this summer, with the majority, 52%, planning a long weekend vacation. In the middle are 38% of travelers who are planning a summer trip between five and seven days long. Now, many expect Memorial Day weekend to be a very popular vacation time this year. And the 4th of July is when most travelers are expected to travel with about 46% of travelers indicating they'll be traveling during the weekend. A new survey conducted for Hilton by Wakefield Research asked 1,000 American adults about their summer vacation plans, and more than half of the respondents who are pet owners are planning to travel with their pets this summer. That's about 55%. But the real trend is a focus on wellness activities and wellness-centric travel, which is 98% of respondents. These are all adults that said that this is a priority for them. So well, wellness can be cultural experiences, 
going off the grid. A lot of people are looking at vacations where they are completely unplugging. And then also reconnecting with friends and family. Generational travel will be popular for this summer as well. So all in all, the trend is that travelers are expected to travel farther, stay longer, and focus on relaxation and wellness and outdoor experiences this summer. Now, Airbnb has also released its top destinations for the summer. So where are folks heading who are booking Airbnb, the vacation rental company, released this data as far as where travelers want to go this summer? So they too found that people are looking to get out and explore for longer periods of time. In a statement, Airbnb shared that long-term stay bookings are at an all-time high with first quarter 2022 bookings at more than double for the first quarter of 2019. That's pre-pandemic. Nearly half the bookings for quarter one this year were for the one week or more. So people are staying longer. The other research found the same thing. They also revealed that people are looking to spend long getaways in one-of-a-kind spots, something very unique. They're looking for those once-in-a-lifetime stays. They're looking at new design categories where users can specifically search and say, for example, an A-frame home or farm-style home or historic castles or domes, these type of design collections. They have more than 20,000 homes in that category. And then as far as destinations, they have Italy. And in Italy, they're looking at Venice and certainly a gondola under the bridge. Airbnb says that its users are also searching for homes in less frequented destinations. When you look at quarter one of 2022 versus quarter one of 2019, there's a higher percentage of people looking to do that. And then domestically, they're certainly looking for beach getaways. The top trending domestic destinations for Airbnb include Walton County, Florida, Cape San Blas in Florida, Mexico Beach in Florida, Fort Myers, Stonington, Connecticut, Cape Coral, Florida, Forks, Washington, Big Sur, California, Four Corners, Florida, and Hampton Bays in New York. So people are looking to do some very interesting things. And something exciting is happening in Chicago. They're bringing out Rooftop Cinema Club. Yes, this is where they have movie theaters that are on terraces or top of buildings so you get a great view of the city and you also get to watch a classic movie so they're doing these movie screenings along the chicago skyline you can find out information at rooftopcinemaclub.com forward slash chicago and you'll see films like ferris bueller's day off they're going to show movies during the day and at night but during the day it'll be for families and after four o'clock or at night it'll be for people ages 18 or older and it'll be seen at Chicago's West Town neighborhood at the Emily Hotel. So that's very unique because usually you'll find the movie screens out in the parks. So this time you get to go high up and have a magical night under the stars, high atop Chicago skyline and watching one of your classic movies. Delta is opening its most exclusive lounges in New York and Los Angeles. Now, last month, Delta opened its newest flagship, Sky Club, a 30,000 square foot indoor outdoor lounge at Los Angeles International Airport. Over the next two years, Delta plans to launch Delta One lounges, which will be reserved specifically for passengers flying in the airline's Delta One business class cabin. The first will open at JFK airport in 2023, while the second will open at Los Angeles in 2024. At JFK, the lounge will cover 36,000 square feet in Terminal 4. In Los Angeles, the Delta One Lounge will be 10,000 square feet in size, attached to the new Sky Club in Terminal 3. The newest of the features will be the outdoor sky decks. They'll have gourmet food offerings and swanky interior design. And they're sure that they will fix the problem that they've had with congestion at their sky clubs and limited availability. They've had to put some restrictions on them as far as when you can enter, the number of hours before your flight. And so these lounges will certainly give a lot more space. Now, Google Translate, they're adding 10 African languages to Google Translate. 
you know, it is interesting that it's been difficult to find a lot of African languages when you look at translation apps. So this is really good news. And they will eventually start offering 24 or more languages. But the 10 African languages will include Ashanti Twi language, which is spoken by about 11 million people in Ghana. The Lingala, which is spoken by around 45 million people in Central Africa, mostly in the DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo. They will also add Tigrinya, spoken by about 8 million people in Eritrea and Ethiopia. Sepidi, spoken by about 14 million people in South Africa. And Oromo, spoken by 37 million people in Ethiopia and Kenya. So they've also added Tsonga, Luganda, and the languages of Bambara. So I think these are destinations sometimes where we need help the most. So kudos to you, Google Translate, for adding those African languages. Now the Star Alliance, they have plans for a credit card for redeeming points across 26 airlines. That's big news. So Star Alliance is the largest of the three global airline groups, and they're planning to offer a co-branded credit card that will allow a person to redeem points across 26 members. The card is scheduled to be launched later this year and will allow users to earn points via their spending like a regular credit card and then redeem those points for frequent flyer programs of any of the airlines that are part of the Star Alliance group. It's a very unusual move, but this is really great news because sometimes you have things spread out. And if you're not a heavy frequent traveler of one particular airline, you may go on this trip to this airline and on that trip on that airline and not earning enough points to get enough on one airline. So here, giving you that opportunity to earn points across 26 different airlines in the Star Alliance program. And the Biden administration is lifting some of the Trump restrictions on travel to Cuba. Major changes are coming in that U.S.-Cuba policy. The expected changes will include a big expansion in flights between the United States and Cuba, allowing more group travel, lifting the cap on money transfers to families in Cuba, and reestablishing a family reunification program. Under former President Trump, flights had been limited to Havana and most trade and tourism were forbidden. Now, while it appears individual tourism to Cuba will remain off limits, Americans should soon be able to book their group tours once again. The policy changes come after a long review of Cuba policy and could help open Cuba back up to tourism and investment by Americans. The Trump administration had sought to freeze a reopening to Cuba that former President Obama started during his presidency. And Trump put into place rules that outlawed many types of tours and forbade trips by most ships. In 2019, the Trump administration also banned commercial flights to all cities in Cuba except for Havana, which rolled back that easing of Cuba-U.S. flight restrictions that began under Obama. Well, that's all I've got for travel news. And when I come back, we'll have Javon's Travel Minute and hot fun in the summertime road trip songs, convertible style. So it's going to be sexy and fun. This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well-informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Welcome back to the Traveling Culturati. I'm Javon Harley, your host and travel pro. Visit the website, travelingculturati.com and connect with me on social media. I love to see what you're up to. And I want to show you what we've been up to as well. We also share a lot of travel news and tips and other things. So yeah, come share with us on social media. And now... Javon's Travel Minute. The summer travel season is about to start, and this year looks like it's going to be radically different than last. Restrictions in tourist hotspots are loosening, mask rules on flights are changing, and more people are making travel plans. 
During the summer, everyone is back out traveling. Some haven't been traveling in two years. So there's no way your trip is going to be exactly as you fantasize. Summer is always a peak period of travel anyway. So just get ready for a busy summer travel season. You want to make sure that you make plans in advance, even if it's restaurants or visiting museums, because you're going to expect crowds. Maybe go first thing in the morning or at non-peak times if you can travel during the week and go during the week to a lot of museums and attractions when it won't be as many people. But certainly expect and be prepared for long lines, maybe even short tempers. It's also important to figure out what kind of health insurance you're going to need for summer travel, especially if you are traveling internationally because you need to protect yourself regarding COVID. And if you're traveling independently, maybe you want to book directly with a travel agent, the airline or a hotel. This way, if you need to make changes, it'll be a lot easier. And try not to plan every day of your trip. Leave some time for free time. Masking on planes and at businesses will vary by destination, but I still highly recommend a mask and more specifically an N95 mask for travel and always keep extras with you and understand that still COVID travel restrictions and policies are very fluid and things can change on a dime. So be prepared, have those masks with you and remember that the CDC still recommends that only those who are fully vaccinated travel. It's up to you. This is Javon, and that was your Travel Minute. Now, many are hitting the road this summer despite high gas prices, so I've put together some songs you can add to your playlist. Now, these are especially for those that are bearing it all with their tops down. Yeah, convertible style. So it's going to be a little bit sexy and a lot of fun with this curated summertime top-down road trip. So let's start it off with Hot Fun in the Summertime by Sly and the Family Stone. It was a 1968 recording. The single was released just prior to the band's high-profile performance at Woodstock, which really expanded their fan base. In the spring, she talk about a road trip and not want to hear Little Red Corvette by the late great Prince, one of my favorites. Prince uses automobile metaphors recalling a one night stand with a beautiful promiscuous woman. This was Prince's first top 10 U.S. hit. It was released as the second single from the album 1999 in February 1983. Saturday night, I guess that makes it all right. You see, what have I got to lose? And honey, I say, Little Red Car. 
Just shut up and drive. <laughs> well, that's a Rihanna song from the Girl Gone Bad album. And it's the third studio album by Rihanna. And it was released on May 31st, 2007 by Def Jam Records and SRP Records. It's a bit more pop than the rest of the songs on this particular album. But it certainly is a fun and sexy convertible song. Shut up and drive. Now let's keep it up with Rihanna because one of the all-time favorite and best songs, in my opinion, from the Girl Gone Bad album is the song that was originally written for Britney Spears. Yes, but her label rejected it. Entertainment Weekly ranked the song number one on the 10 best singles of 2007 and Rolling Stone and Time listed the song at number three on the 100 best songs of 2007. I'm talking about Umbrella. Ella, Ella, Ella. Rihanna, good girl going bad. Take three, action. No clouds in my stones Let it rain, I hide your plane in the bank Coming down like a Dow Jones When the clouds come, we gone We Rockefeller, we fly higher than weather And she flies are better You know me, in anticipation for precipitation Stack chips with a rainy day Jay, rain man is back With little Miss Sunshine, Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart Maybe in magazines, but you still be my star Baby, cause in the dark, you can't see shiny cars And that's when you need me there
of my favorite songs to sing and dance to is Love on Top by Beyonce. This was her fourth studio album titled Four in 2011. Beyonce wrote the song alongside Terrius Nash and Shay Taylor. Bring the beat in. sexier song than Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing that was recorded from his album Midnight Love in 1982. It was his first single since his exit from his long-term record label deal with Motown. Oh, 
keep it sexy. Michael Jackson surprised us all with this one. Remember Dirty Diana? Yeah, it is the ninth track on Jackson's seventh studio album, Bad. The song was released on April 18, 1988. We didn't know Michael had that kind of song in him. you never make me stay, so take your weight off of me. I know your every move, so won't you just let me be. I've been here times before, to see that you seduce every man is how you won't seduce me just saying that's okay hey baby do what you please i have the stuff that you want i am the thing that you need she looked me deep in the eyes she touching me so to start she says there's no turning back she got me a party until you hear Before I Let Go by Frankie Beverly and Mays. It was issued as a second single from the band's fifth album and the first live album live in New Orleans. Now, don't come for me because I actually like Beyonce's cover of the song. And before you get mad at me, so does Frankie Beverly. He said it was the highlight of his life. But this time we're going to play the original Frankie Beverly and Mays Before I Let Go. You made me happy. This you can bear. You stood right beside me. Right, girl. 
take it home with the all-time favorite summertime song. I'm talking about Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, a.k.a. Will Smith. It was released in May 1991 as the lead single from their fourth studio album, Home Base. Now, this song is the epitome of summertime. You know, especially if you lived on the East Coast, this song just summed it up and what happened as soon as summertime rolled around, the warm temperatures, hanging out in the park. Yeah, that's it. The groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance That has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance But what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's summertime And checking out the fellas to tell them who's best Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos Or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzo's Back in Philly we be out in the park A place called the Plateau is where everybody go Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes She turn around to see what you beeping at It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac And with a pen and pad I compose this rhyme To hip you and to get you equipped for the summertime About the days growing up and the first person you kiss And as I think back makes me wonder how the smell from a grill can spark up nostalgia All the kids playing out front, little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion Then six o'clock rolls around, you just finished wiping your car down It's time to cruise, so you go to the summertime, hang out, it looks like a car show Everybody come looking real fine. I hope you enjoy your summertime road trip. And if you have the convertible, this one is especially for you because you're riding along with your top down. (laughs) Now, when I come back, I'll have the culture report. This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Welcome back to the Traveling Culturati. I'm Javon Harley, your host and travel pro. The website, TravelingCulturati.com. Culture is forever changing and reflecting what's happening in the society and with its people. It can be born of the arts, food, music, and sometimes politics and strife. This is the Culture Report on one of my all-time favorite destinations, Jamaica. It's so much more than fun in the sun. There's a Jamaica that most tourists don't really get to see. 
It's the true culture of Jamaica. And chatting with me today is Mark McDermott, who is the business development manager for the Midwest USA with the Jamaican Tours Board. Hello, Mark. How are you today? Hi, Devon. I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining me to talk about such an exciting destination, one that is my all-time favorite. Where do you start with a culture that permeates the heart and soul of the people and resonates in everything they do? I guess there's no better place to start than with the people. Absolutely. And what a people. The original Jamaicans were the Taino Indians who farmed and fished and lived a very simple life. Next came the Spaniards with Christopher Columbus's arrival in 1494. Christopher Columbus thought the island was rich in gold and he immediately set the peaceful Tainos to mine for this gold. They quickly died out, though, because they were not accustomed to hard labor nor the European diseases that were influenced because of the, the arrival. We, we unfortunately have no traces left of those really wonderful people. During that time, slavery was started in the way of sugar cultivation. With the British coming in after the Spaniards, the British came in 1655 and fought and drove the Spaniards out of Jamaica by 1658. And the British were the ones who really went to town with the sugar plantations and needed labor, brought in the Africans, mostly from West Africa, for the plantations. Started a really dark past for most Jamaicans. Slavery was abolished, though, in 1838. Indentured laborers were brought in from China and from India. By indentured laborers, they, they worked mostly for goods and kind rather than cash. But they brought with them the influences of the East. And so today, um, Jamaica reflects Spanish ancestry, our British ancestry, our um, native Indian ancestry, Chinese and Indian ancestry, but largely our African ancestry because we're 98% of African origin in the island. There are so many island flavors. What are some of them? The, the national dish, which most people don't realize, is ackee and salted codfish. Mm. Um, ackee, which came through from Western Africa too, and codfish, which was a staple serve. And these are the things that they've come through the, the throes of our, of our history. The, the plantation workers were fed salted cod because this is what the British thought was an economical way of feeding the workers. Aki is our national fruit, which is a bland fruit, which, if it's not open on the tree, can be poisonous because it needs to release the poisonous gases. So it's a combination of a bland um, fruit and a salted cod that's very well-seasoned and teamed with festival or fried johnny cakes or roasted breadfruit and is mostly a breakfast food but can be had as lunch or dinner or as you see fit. You mentioned some things and I just want to make sure we know what they are. Festival. What is festival? Festival is a deep fried bread. It's made from flour, cornmeal, coconut and may have some spices. Okay, well now let's get back to the jerk. The history of jerk. During um, Jamaica's past, there were what were known as the maroons who didn't think standard life should be being ruled by the British. So fled the plantations and took refuge in the hills. And they made systemic attack on, on the British, so much so that the British had to give them their own treaty of emancipation, as it were. And to this day, there are freed people who have communities in the, the Portland East area of Jamaica and also in the central St. James near Montego Bay area of Jamaica. The Maroons used to cook wild boar. They would hunt the boars and they would cook the boars on pimento wood, which is a characteristic of, of jerk. It's flavored with pimento berries and, you know, all kinds of seasonings that were available then. They would marinate it for a few days and then they would slow cook it. The coals were made from pimento. A lattice work of pimento wood was made to put the, the meat on and then it would be covered and submerged with pimento branches. The pimento branches, I think the foremost reason for the pimento branches was the fact that they didn't want the British to see the smoke rising. So it would have to be covered and slow cooked. But I think the advantage that came from that is that it was simmered, it was succulent. Most of the jerk specialists like Scotches, for example, who do it the traditional way, and these are modern restaurants that can be found all across Jamaica, but they do it the traditional way of cooking it on coals, putting it on slabs, and doing it the way that the Maroons 
did it. You have to go out to a jerk pit when you're there and get the real stuff. And Port Antonio, there's an area in Port Antonio called Boston Jerk. They have kept the traditions and therefore they do it the, the, the way that it was passed down from the Maroons in Mortone in that region. The sounds of Jamaica, I mean, they can be heard around the world, mostly in one form. But what I love about Jamaican music, it was also an instrument of change and it's very representative of Jamaica's roots. So let's talk about those sounds. A lot of what we are, who we are, came from the plantation and nothing speaks more to that than the music. Reggae in its current form it has gone through a lot of changes. On the plantation, there were a lot of things happening. The, the plantation workers used to mimic what they saw coming in from the British influence, but they also brought in a lot of their African influences. Their African deities were brought in, their African forms of worship were brought in, and this is where the music got its greatest support. You look at, for example, Dinky Mini, you look at Kumina, these are some of the forms that were brought in. Brockins is a direct reference to ballroom-style dancing, and so is quadrille. These are some of the earlier forms of our dance in, in Jamaica. Brockins and quadrille. With Brockins, there is a, a blue queen versus a, a red queen, and it, it's the warring of the, the royal bands. Th this came directly from the courts of England, but of course, the plantation workers added their own spice to it. They added their own music to it, and, and the form of music was mostly what was known as mento then. And even mento in itself draws from African and British musical instruments, Spanish musical instruments. Then you look at kumina. Kumina is performed largely in the eastern Jamaica in an area called St. Thomas. This was brought in from Western Africa. It's a, it's a slow-moving, rhythmic shuffle of the feet. And, and it's so amazing to see the queen doing her rounds of, of shuffling with articulate arm movements and grace and, and dramatic stirrings. Again, from the plantations, but with mostly uh, derived music called mento. If we look at reggae music as it is today, it got its roots from the mento, which is string sounding and came largely from, you know, again, the plantations who the, the workers were celebrating during Christmas time, they were celebrating during their off time, and they would mostly use the instruments that were available to them, which would be a flute mostly and, and drums. Then after Mento, we came to Ska. Ska was the, the, the 50s, 60s version of a, an up-tempo a high-spirited mood in the music. And, and you have people like Bob Marley in his early days was a component of, of that movement. After Ska, we kind of progressed into a slow movement called Rocksteady. I remember something that was known as Rent a Tile. Your mother and your father would, for the most of the night, be dancing so close that they rented the tile that they were, were standing on and they wouldn't move because for the whole night they were there. So, so Rocksteady was that era of, I guess, an easy, very mellow kind of music, which gave way to today's very vibrant form of what we call dance hall. Dance hall music is more the synthesized modern elements that the, the Beanie Mans, the Sean Pauls, the Shabaranks have, have brought in. And, and with that you now comes a full celebration of, of all that Jamaican and is basically mostly from the inner cities. They have pulled from the roots, but they have taken it forward in a, in, a, in a more international, more holistic way. We talked about the language and you said something when we very first started the program about the language. We, for many years, were told that when you spoke the dialect, you were to speak properly, meaning you were to speak English. But this um, Louise Bennett uh, came about and she did some really pioneering work in the 50s to, to encourage Jamaicans that, no, this is our language. This is ours. We weren't talking bad. We were speaking a language that came from, from Africa, a language called a tree. And some of our words 
came directly from tree, like, you know, bankra meaning basket, dotty meaning grown, nyam meaning to eat, and so on. And so she was saying that, no man, you must speak these words because these words are yours. So she brought this whole sense of no speak Jamaican, and she is the one who spoke about tech bad sinting make laugh. We minimize these bad situations and we laugh about them because that's how we got going. That was what helped us on the plantation and to this day in, in mitigating circumstances. We, I spoke about nyam, that's a word that's in Jamaican, it means to eat, iry. That's a word that didn't necessarily come from our past, but it was brought on by the Rastafarian culture. Iry means all is well, all is good, all is fine. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Well, that's it for the show today. Wherever you go, go with all your heart. Confucius. Ladies and gentlemen. This is Traveling Culturati. We explore cultures and destinations. We share travel news and travel tips to keep you well informed and prepared for your next travel adventure. So go ahead and up your travel game with Traveling Culturati. Visit TravelingCulturati.com for more information. Ladies and gentlemen.